evening, everyone. Um, my my Skype dropped me just about a minute before the show started, so if it happens again, um, I apologize in advance. Um, tonight's question is from A. Kane, who says, I was writing a character redemption fic for 2015 Nano when the character went and redeemed himself on the show. Now I've lost the drive to finish my story because canon satisfied me. Also, Civil War is later this year, and I'm definitely scared to see to see it because it's messing with my OTP. So here's my question. Have you ever been caught blocked by canon? And are there ways to work around it or push through? Is it okay just to let a, go to, to let a story go if you've lost the passion for it? First, let me, let me address your last question first. Yes, it is always okay to let go of your own shit. You don't owe anybody anything. Even if it's posted somewhere, that's your shit. And you don't have to ever update it again unless you want to. And don't let anybody in fandom tell you otherwise. Tell them to kiss my ass. Because, no, you don't owe anybody anything. Okay, but to answer your other question... The meat of your question, have I ever been caught blocked by canon? And yes, I have. And it doesn't come from canon events that piss me off, because I can totally ignore them or, you know, work around them or fix them to suit myself. But when canon does something I like, it really messes me up. I have a hard time writing around it and one of the reasons why I haven't started uh, Volume 2 of Tangled Destinies is because of um, the whole con plot line and, and what happened with that and what am I going to do with that and what am I going to do with Old Spock and, you know, there's just a whole bunch of questions um, that the movies uh, gave me that impacted what I originally had plotted for Volume 2 of Tangled Destinies. And so sometimes that happens, and it's really frustrating, and you don't know if you can push past it or if you can incorporate the things that you like or or not. But what I would say about your particular issue and um, uh, the character who redeemed himself on the show, uh, I think sometimes canon can be both an inspiration and... Um, also a story killer in the same moment. And if you can't work through your own plot, then don't beat your head up against the wall. I mean, that's just really unproductive, and it doesn't do anything for you, and it doesn't solve any problems. And um, the whole point behind um, fan fiction is to make yourself happy. And if you're not happy with what um, you're trying to write, then set it aside and write something new. And that's just a basic advice for that. And um, I'm not watching Civil War. I've ref- I'm I'm not going to watch it. I'm I'm just not going to watch Civil War. I can't do that to myself. And why should I? Why, why should I? I don't. I have no reason to. I'm done. I'm done. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> I was actually done a little bit before. Avengers Age of Ultron, but now I am 100% done. I have accomplished what I want to as a viewer, and now I have my fan fiction, and I have the fan fiction of others, and I'm done. I don't need to see anything else from Marvel. I don't, nope, done. Thank you, Marvel. I appreciate it. Sometimes something happens in canon that you're like, what? No, what the fuck? No, I no, 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 what? 
That's like when they killed Coulson in Avengers and the entire fandom went, no. Just like that. They went, no. <laughs> and refused to acknowledge that Coulson was dead. They had t-shirts. They had internet campaigns. Coulson is alive. And we're like, they're like, come on, no, wait, no. Okay, fine. Here, have a TV show. Fandom said thank you. Thank you very much. Because we knew all along he wasn't dead. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes it's just like, what? No, come on. Uh-uh. That, that didn't happen. Did not happen. So, but, you know, and then, there, you know, there are instances in, in canon that just, just make you so mad. Like when I read the story treatment for um, the Atlantis movie that, that that they pitched, I wanted to stab somebody in the forehead. What? Just like when they they had that pitch for the Farscape movie and they told us that John and Aaron left their baby on Earth to grow up without them. No. That no. What the fuck? No. At, nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. And so sometimes you, you come across what the originator wanted to do. You're like, what? No, fuck you. Rocks fall and you die. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping your characters. What were you thinking? I'm a leaf on the wind. <sighs> Can we just say that when I saw this in the theater, I went, oh, hell no. I wasn't the only one either. I was not the only one that actually yelled at the screen. Hell no. We got jost. It happens. We we have to learn to anticipate it and expect it. Fuck you, Joss. <laughs> Just fuck you. <laughs> you and J.J. Abrams both. But anyways, so, you know, just sometimes it, you know, canon is, is going to be your friend. And sometimes it's not going to be your friend. And sometimes it's going to give you exactly what you think you want. And then it ruins, it ruins it. You're like, I changed my mind. I didn't want that. <laughs> It's kind of like that whole moonlighting thing. <laughs> we all wanted them to get together until they did. And you're like, no, no, I changed my mind. I was wrong. I made a mistake. <laughs> so sometimes Canon gives you exactly what you want, and then you're like, oh, fuck it. You fucked that up. That, that you... You gave me what I wanted, but that wasn't how I wanted it. I'm just so, and, and you're screwed. But, you know, in, in fan fiction, you can choose to ignore the parts of canon that make you unhappy. Or the the parts of canon that make you happy if they interfere with your writing. You can just put it happen. No, didn't happen. That just, that was a mistake on somebody's part. I didn't actually see that. I dreamed it. It it didn't happen. Nope. Not a didn't happen. Uh so I recommend that you also listen to my radio show um called Canon is for Pussies. I put the link in the information block for this particular show. Um because it talks about um taking parts of Canon you like and um reworking characters for your AU and just really, you know, giving yourself the freedom 
um, to enjoy uh, your fiction, just to to really put yourself in it and to um, not worry so much about what's happening in canon. Because I have to tell you that as a reader of fan fiction, I don't open up a piece of fan fiction to read about canon. I don't seek out fan fiction to have canon regurgitated in my face. I don't, that's not what I'm after. And that's not what most writers or readers are are after in fan fiction. They want to see something new, something a little different, you know, just to see somebody else's spin on a concept. So don't be afraid to ignore um, canon and just ignore it as much as you want. Let it go. (laughs) Just, you just, Take what you want from it and, and walk away and, and never worry about it. And if someone asks you, why did you ignore this? You don't have to answer their stupid questions. Mary, let me repeat that. You don't have to answer their stupid questions. So if, you know, if somebody isn't happy with you doing this or they're not happy with you doing that or they wish you'd done that, totally write their own shit and walk and just walk away like one of the reasons why i have not written um in ncis is that i am not sure well i actually do have something i'm I'm writing in ncis but it, it's not available anywhere publicly it's not even the ead um but uh one thing that i have a real problem with um in ncis is the dead the dead air episode and i could not write ncis where the where my story takes place after dead air without acknowledging what happened in dead air i could not do it and i know that dead air is a hot button topic for um ncis and so it becomes like eh, you know i just you know, and then you have fans who actually like refuse to believe the events of Dead Air happened. So when it pops up in um, a story, they're like, "Oh no, you know Tim wouldn't do that." As a matter of fact, Tim did that. Tim did exactly that. That is exactly what he did in Dead Air. He left Tony hanging in the wind, looking for a fucking terrorist. Nothing bad happened, but he did do it. That did happen, and a, a lot of fans. Um, try to ignore it or or say it didn't happen or that's not you know your your interpretation was 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 off or nothing bad happened so it doesn't matter as a matter of fact it really fucking matters a lot and it was not a joke and it was oh so fucking frustrating but anyways so i could never write an ncis um story without addressing that in some way unless my story takes place before dead air happens Just period. Um, so it's just, um, anyways. So sometimes there are events in, in canon that really ripple out in in fandom. They ripple out in in fan fiction, and they um, they impact writers for good or bad. And um, like you know, of course, the pivotal episode in Stargate Atlantis would be um, Trinity. Trinity um, is an incredible uh, ripple in the SGA um, storyline, and it, uh, I get mad just thinking about it. I get so mad just thinking about Trinity, and 
Stargate writers, they either have to approach it from one way or another. They have to fix it so it doesn't happen, or they have to fix it so it doesn't happen. I mean, or they have to punish everybody involved. They have to punish, 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 punish. Because, oh, anyways, if you if if you're not a Stargate fan, I'm just I'm I'm totally boring the shit out of you. But um, so so sometimes there are just events in in canon that ripple out through the fandom and they get addressed one way or another, um, um, for good or bad, and uh, it um. Yeah, I like to say it didn't happen either a lot. And and then when I do address it, I I make sure, I always make sure when I'm addressing the events of Trinity that it's acknowledged that Rodney's professional failure, he was punished for it personally. Um, no one acted professionally afterwards. And this is a man who'd saved their lives more than once, who had saved the city from being destroyed more than once. And he has a professional failure, and they all turned on him like it was a personal affront. And it, oh, I'll get mad. I'll be here ranting for three hours. Well, not really, because I don't, I don't have a three-hour show. But that's beside the point. Um, so yeah. So sometimes there there are things that that happen in um in the canon of a fandom that gets addressed one way or another. Scott being bitten in Teen Wolf is another. Um, the Hail Fire in in Teen Wolf. Uh, um, Harry Potter's letter. Um. Voldemort's first attack where James and Lily are, are murdered. Uh, uh, the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, just um, there. Um, these are events in these different fan. Serious going to Azkaban. Yes, absolutely. These are moments and uh, events in um, the Harry Potter um, storyline that have to be impact you as a writer, as a reader, as a viewer. Nick being trapped in the coffin in CSI. I have watched that episode one time. And I watched it with my hands on my head. And when he, when Warwick was begging him not to do it, so was I. I was like, don't do it, Nick. Don't do it. Oh my God, don't do it. I was, I was freaking the fuck out. And the, you know, the episode um, in Criminal Minds where uh, Spencer is kidnapped. Um, that is a pivotal episode in his character uh, arc. The episode where we learn that Derek was molested as a child. Very pivotal in, in his character development. Um, the murder of, of, of Haley Hotchner. Very pivotal in um, Aaron's character development and, and his growth. When Penelope gets shot. Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad when Garcia got shot on Criminal Minds. Oh, oh I was so mad. And then, of course, there's the episode, yes, where Daniel ascends in SG-1, where he dies of radiation poisoning, and he ascends. And that's, like, one of the best things I ever remember seeing in SG-1 is that after Daniel dies, well, ascends, um, there's an episode where Jack has that little black um, ancient device, 
and this guy had the other copy, and this guy was living Jack's life, and Jack was kind of reviewing the other guy's life in his head, and he really didn't think anything about it. But there was that moment when that man relives the death of Daniel Jackson, um, and he is exposed to all of Jack's um, pain and, and trauma, and you realize exactly how the death of Daniel Jackson impacted O'Neill because that man was able to express that grief um, for Jack and it dropped him to his knees exactly right and he, um, he's outside by the trash cans I think in that episode and he's just he's and you're thinking oh my god that just broke Jack's heart and you, and you didn't really know it until that moment of course, you know, and then there's um, in Star Trek canon, um, in the original uh, movie series where Spock dies, and I remember watching that as a very um, I was I was young when I watched the Star Trek movies, and I um, I had all three of them, um, so I watched them back to back, and if I had only had the motion picture and the Wrath of Khan, I would have been destroyed but the next movie was the search for Spock so I already had all three so I knew they were going to find him right they had to find Spock wherever he was where he died I don't know I was like oh great I put it in immediately and anytime somebody came into the room I would shush them shush we are searching for Spock (laughs) I was like eight or nine years old I was intent we were searching for Spock (laughs) so it was it was really it was an um favorite kind of awesome experience as a kid. Um, Blair um, Drowning in the Sentinel is um, also pivotal in in that fandom. Um, Blair being kidnapped and them going to the the Temple of the Sentinels. Huge moment in the fandom. And um, it was just... So sometimes there are moments in canon when they happen and you're like, oh... Really? Do I have to accept that? And sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Uh, sometimes you're like, "Oh, that's. Oh, I want to explore that. Oh, I, I'm. I am all in. I am. I am ready to go. Let me in this." And then sometimes you're thinking, "Nope, that didn't happen. That did not fucking happen." I had that reaction at the end of book five. Um. In, in Harry Potter, I um, was like, what? No, fuck you, that didn't happen. Fuck you, no. That did not fucking happen. Of course, you know, because I, uh-uh. Just how many people does, um, no. And I haven't watched the Battle of the Five Armies because I'm not gonna. I watched the death scene for Thorin on YouTube and cried for 22 minutes. I am not I repeat, I am not watching the Battle of the Five Armies. And if I do, I am turning it off shortly before anybody dies that I love. Like, it didn't even happen. I think for me that Aaron's death wasn't as um, harsh in, in Farscape because I, I, ha- I immediately had hope. Um... But when the twin Crichton died, 
I was inconsolable. I was fucking inconsolable. Because how do they go back from that? How do they come back from that? How does she... I don't know. So, so, so sometimes canon will throw you for a loop, and you'll um, you'll either fall in love with it or you will hate it with with the passion of a thousand suns. And so you never know um, what canon's going to do to you. And so you have to be able to move with it or ignore it. And if you can't ignore it, you have to find a way to accept it. And um, just work your way through the events. Like I, I get stuck a lot um, when in the Harry Potter fandom um, with with the concept of consent, and, and and that's really because of what happens when Romel Devane tries to potion Harry into loving her, and Ron ends up getting it, and it gets and it's treated like a joke. Um, like it was no big deal. That really, really bothers me. And how there are love potions available for sale. And it's legal. It, it, it really, really upsets me. Well, at least Jilly can hear me. I mean, but Jilly's on the phone. Um, so, uh, uh, for those of you who can't hear me in the chat room, I'm, I'm sorry. That sucks. Refresh. Anyways, um, there was, there's just moments in, um, in, uh, in canon that make you, um, happy and moments that make you sad and um you just have to uh to work your way through them one way or another and um well yeah that's actually a really good point willow here's the thing about the new information in harry potter and um harry potter's grandparents be called euphema and fleamont i don't accept that I'm not on board with that. I <laughs> I am oh JK Rowling. I am not on board with that. I am not I'm really stories that I that I write from your stories. <laughs> I'm just point no. I'm just no. I I I'm not on board um with it. So some yeah, so sometimes you're you're given information that you just can't accept from one way. From, sorry about that. I'm sure that was terrible. I just hit my mic with my hand because um, I am a hand talker. I am someone who talks with their hands a lot. My bad. Um. <laughs> um. The people in the chat room are really upset about Fleamont. <laughs> um, I think that you have to um, t- 
to learn to um, let go of the parts of canon that tick you off one way or another, whether they um, get you, uh, uh, whether they cut your inspire, you know, your, your inspiration in half, or they make you mad, or they, or they make you, uh, you know, sad. Just, um, but it's really difficult to move past a moment in canon when it is extremely satisfying. And you're like, damn, you go. You don't even know what to do with that. You can't do anything with that because, damn, thank you. I wish you hadn't done that. Now, now what am I going to do? <laughs> but I think that's when you give yourself permission To do whatever the hell you want. I rage quit um, Hawaii Five O when Danny cheated. Um, when Rachel cheated on her husband with Danny, I I rage quit it. I uh, and then come to, uh, and the most recent revelation didn't help me e- any either. I'm gonna put that out there. I'm really. Anyways, that's really all I got to say about that, and um, I want you guys to have a uh, a good evening, and um, I'll think about something to talk about tomorrow, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it works out. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't deal with the cheating well either, and I'm I'm really not on board with that. And um, um, when when I write Hawaii Five O, um, it that will not be happening because I just can't. I just can't deal with that kind of bullshit. That's just, mm-mm. it is, it is really fucking ugly behavior. Anyways, you guys have a good evening.